0: Good morning. This is meteorologist Drew Lerner of World Weather Incorporated and this is your morning market weather update for Tuesday the 23rd day of January. We have a tropical cyclone that is developing northeast of Australia this morning that is promising to become a category one hurricane equivalent storm just before moving into the central Queensland coast. That landfall is likely Wednesday night or early on Thursday. Now the system is going to move into Queensland and will cross over some sugar cane areas and bring some significant moisture into sorghum, peanut, and cotton producing areas as well as some corn and other oilseed production regions. And that particular area of interior eastern Queensland has been rather dry for a while and so this will be a huge positive event. Most likely there will be some flooding rain and excessive wind along the coast but once you get a little distance inland I think the moisture is going to prove to be beneficial for agriculture. And a little bit of the rain may reach into northeastern New South Wales as well. Outside of that, the only other weather feature that seems to stand out rather significantly today is in the U.S. Delta. And we mentioned this yesterday. It still looks like the Delta in the Tennessee River Basin. And for that matter, parts of the Midwest will see a couple of waves of significant rain as we move forward through this next five-day to six-day period. By the time we finish out the end of the weekend, there will be three to six inches inches and local totals over 10 inches in parts of the delta. This will likely result in flooding, but if you step back and look at the past 90 days of weather in that particular part of the U.S., you will find some notable moisture deficits, and this uh, period of rainy weather is likely to fix that to a large degree. That will further shrink down the areas in the U.S. that are considered to still be in drought, not that it's going to completely eliminate the drought, and there are still other areas of dryness to be concerned with, but this is a big step in the right direction for further whittling down the dryness in the country. In addition to that, jumping around a little bit more here, let's go down to South America. We've been talking about the ongoing dryness in Argentina, and that is still slated to occur for a big part of the next 10 days. And some of the model data this morning was suggesting below average precipitation would last all the way out to the end of the second week of the outlook. Now, the GFS ensemble. today continues to suggest that rain will be occurring more significantly by time we get into the period from days 10 through days 14. And I still think that that is moving in the right direction. A large part of the dryness in Argentina that's being uh, advertised right now is associated with the big rise in the southern oscillation that had taken place as we went through these past uh, 10 days or so. And that is starting to change. Uh, The index is going to turn more negative on a day-by-day basis, but the running 30-day mean is going to still be positive for a while longer. So Argentina will probably continue to have lighter than normal precipitation, and some of that will bleed over the border into parts of Rio Grande do Sul. This is not necessarily a nationwide issue, but it will be a a bit stressful for central and southern Buenos Aires and central and southern La Pampa, especially in late double-crop soybean-producing areas where planting has only recently been completed, and the short root systems on some of those crops is likely to lead to some significant crop moisture stress, especially as temperatures heat up as we get out into the weekend and especially next week. Other areas in Argentina will be drying out too, but there's plenty of moisture in the soil across the key corn and soybean producing areas in Cordoba and Santa Fe, Entre Rios and immediate neighboring areas. So those areas will dry down, but there's not going to be a lot of immediate crop stress of great concern. Now that'll probably change a week from now if it still looks like it's going to be dry dry for a while we'll start talking about increasing crop stress levels but for right now I don't think we have too much to be overly concerned about. In northern Argentina in cotton and sorghum country it's also rather dry and going to continue to be drying out but those crops up that way uh, cotton and sorghum in particular are dry weather crops they can handle the dryness a whole lot better so we're, we're not expecting to see a large part of Argentina coming up on the low side of production potential with the current bout of drying but that can easily change if this period of dry and warm weather lasts beyond the day 10 period that we're talking about, so a close watch on Argentina is still going to be warranted. Crops as of this moment in time are in great shape across the country, with very large yield potentials. In Brazil, everybody gets rain at one time or another as we move forward through this next 10-day uh, to two-week period. The most significant rains will be in the north, and we do look for above-normal precipitation for Bahia, northern Minas Gerais, parts of Tocantins northern Goyas, maybe all the way over into northeastern parts of Mato Grosso. There's a potential we may see a little bit of local flooding, but as far as a big negative impact on crops, that is not likely to occur. I think most of this is going to prove to be beneficial, even if there is a little bit of flooding rain. Now, farther to the southwest, in the heart of center west and center south crop areas, the rains will be significant but not excessive. In fact, there's a fair chance that Sao Paulo, eastern Mato Grosso to Sao, and some neighboring areas in southwestern Minas Gerais and southernmost Goias will see enough lighter than normal precipitation that they may actually have a little bit of a short-term bout of net drying take place. The greatest area of drying in Brazil is going to be in western and southern Rio Grande do Sul. Even though we're talking about pockets of drying and pockets of flooding, the bottom line for Brazil continues to be very good. And again, like in Argentina, if the trend persists too long in this direction, then we might have something to talk about, but that is probably not going to be the case and certainly won't be the case until we get into February. Outside of all this, the rest of the world's weather today seems to be very similar to that of yesterday. We are looking at a a very limited amount of rain in West Texas cotton country, but there will be some showers coming up over the balance of this week that will be beneficial, just light, and greater amounts of moisture will be needed. Of course, the southeastern states are plenty moist and looks like California will see alternating periods periods of rain and sunshine along with the southwestern part of the U.S. There will continue to be a limited amount of precipitation in the northern U.S. plains and Canada's prairies. These areas are going to be about 10 days without moisture and temperatures of course will be warmer than usual but not warm enough to bring winter crops out of dormancy. Europe is going to have a ridge of high pressure for a while over the western part of the continent. That is likely to suppress precipitation from France into uh, North Africa and as that continues to be the case we'll see the ground confirming up. The western CIS, in contrast, will continue to see waves of snow and a little bit of rain. This is meteorologist Drew Lerner.